Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming out to another Live at the Grafton. And I'm honored to have with us today the Picking Bubs, who've been very instrumental in this, this show since we started. Uh, they've been very helpful with giving advice and encouragement. And so I'm just really honored to have them here tonight. How about everybody? Can we give them a big hand? And uh, Bubs, I think a good place to start is how, how, did, how did you guys all meet up with each other? When, what is the origin story of the Picking Bubs? Uh, well, Peggy and I met in a Guitar One repertoire class in 1996. And it was a big class. Mark was our teacher. And um, on the, one of the last weeks of class, I would watch with admiration. Peggy and her friend Sally would bring good beer every week. And on the last week, she offered me one. And I thought, oh, we're going to be friends forever. I know it. But uh, we, we, it was a, a special time there. And there was a great sense of excitement in that, that class. And there were, oh, 20 people. We would all go down after class. It was on Armitage Avenue. We'd go to Big John's was the bar down the street and uh, visit, and some people would get up and play, and, and we ran into Louie at that very pub, and Louie and Peggy knew each other from years, from years, years before. before. And, uh, we had worked together, and all of a sudden he walked in. And our friendship began shortly thereafter, and we would get together and, and play. That class kept following along in the sequence of guitar one, one rep, guitar two, and we would, uh, there was a whole group. We would go to somebody's house, mostly Peggy's apartment on Sundays. And there was food and beer and music. And it was, it, it changed everything, you know, the way you played, I think. Did, so. did, did, uh, did Mark, as your teacher, kind of see something brewing that, that you guys had a connection? Or were other, did, how soon, how soon after you guys started playing did you feel like, oh, we could do this for, you know, another 10 years or so? Never. Never. <laughs> never. You know, it's funny. We had a, we, we all took, I think, um, Steve Levitt's class at one point. And I remember very specifically him saying, oh, it doesn't get good until after you've been playing for about 10 years. And I was like, oh, wow. That's, well, that's, uh, that leaves me out. You know, like I just didn't even. But then when I got to 10 years, I was like, Oh, I see what he's talking about now. You know, you kind of get, but you never feel like you're there. Yeah. You know, I don't think that's a thing that you even think about. No, and you know, when we, I feel very lucky. We happened upon each other at this exact moment when we were all um, open to the things that have happened for us, our friendship. I mean, and I think everyone in this room that's part of the school, you know, there's a great sense of community, and it starts in little pockets like that. And when you find someone, whatever you're doing, if you're doing a creative thing, if you're acting together, if you're writing together, if you're making music, when you find your people or you find your friends, that's, that changes. It steps it up a level. And um, so we, we've, I feel very lucky. I, you feel that way, too. I yeah, think. I have to be. I remember having... I remember having to be dragged yeah. into Mark. It, was it an early version of Spontaneous? It was the first Spontaneous. Yes, and I just started playing mandolin. And I'm like, there's no way I'm playing this in front of people. 
you're not making me do that. No. And you made me do it. And that's, that's been the story for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even tonight. Well, yeah. still going to play. Yeah. What was the first tune that you guys had that really clicked together? Uh, we, we were in, Mark, Mark started a class called Spontaneous Folk Ensemble, and it was revolutionary for many reasons. And it was, uh, there were no books, there were no pieces of paper, and we had to count on each other. And this was one, we brought this in um, saying, we love that song, Don't This Road Look Rough and Rocky, and... And Mark um, said, great, Peggy, stand up, Maura, stand up, Louie, stand up. And I thought I was going to throw up. I just thought, why would you do this to us? It's so safe Remember in said, here. Remember he said, put your guitars down. Put your guitars down, down and just sing. And, 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 we, like, and we did. And we've kept playing this song for 20 years now. Yeah. So that's, we must have liked it all right. Yeah. But so it was, don't this road look rough and rocky. Do you ever, do you ever change it? Is there... Is, after 20 years? You can put a bass run in here and there, oh, you know, okay. maybe a little hammer-on. <laughs> it hasn't changed much. No, it hasn't. Honest, no, it really hasn't. I mean... I would, I would have played it on mandolin in the oh, early yeah. days. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, can we, can we hear that one? Sure, sure.
beautiful, guys. Thank you. One of the things I always, I think I find people often talk about is finding, like you said, one of you guys said, finding my people, you yeah. know? And I think that's a big part about finding, say, folk music or the Old Town School. And, you know, what was it about each of you, I guess, individually that, you know, that made it so this was such a meaningful part of your life that... You know, it wasn't just, it wasn't a different type of music or it wasn't something else entirely. What, what was it about folk music that attracted you as a, you know, when you, as a person? I think for me, like when I was growing up, I, my dad always listened to Pete Seeger and Woody Guthrie. So I always had that in my head and I always loved music period. And then at some point I thought, well, geez, I listen to music all the time. Maybe I should start playing music. And then I stumbled into the school and I, you know, you go through life things and you're like, I'm taking lessons now. And um, me and a friend of mine took lessons and we ended up in Mark's class. But I think part of it for me is the history behind all the songs and all the people. And it's this rich, rich lineage. And all of a sudden you feel like you're a part of something much bigger than just you know, a song or just, and you find all these different people that you connect with and then you're connected to the past and you're connected to the, to the people now. And I, I think that's what really, really drew me. Maura, is that similar? Or? You know, I didn't, um, folk music didn't mean anything to me per se. I didn't know that term I knew that I, I loved music, and I used to, I moved back to Chicago, um, I lived in Minnesota, I went to college up there for five years, and I had such a good group of friends, and I, when I came back here, my whole family is here, but I didn't have my people, and I used to spend a lot of time walking around, and I uh, would walk along Armitage, I would take the L, and I had no idea what that building was. I would see people walking in and out with instrument cases at 909 West Armitage, and it was a beautiful building. And I finally got the courage to walk in, and I went up to the front desk. And I still say, if the girl behind the desk had not been friendly, I would have walked right out. But she was so nice. And school had, like, the session had just begun two weeks before, and she gave me a catalog. And that's when the catalogs were, they were magazines. Do you remember those? And she said, take this and come back in six weeks and sign up. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do it. And I read that thing cover to cover, and I thought, what is this? I mean, there were bands I loved and music I loved listed in there. And, and I went, and, um, and people were nice. I think being welcoming and being welcomed into something opens the gate. And, and it made me feel safe, and it was fun, even though I would just hightail it out of there every Monday night after class, I was like, okay, that's it. Bye-bye. You know, like, it was so, that was enough stretching for the night. Like, oh, what is this with my, but, and then I, I just feel very uh, fortunate. You know, I, what if I'd, I, I was on a different night. My first uh, teacher was Elaine Moore and I used to take the L with a, a girl. You would be up there on that L platform with your guitar cases. So you would kind of come together to be safe. It was in, uh, and she told me, um, she said, oh, you'd like my teacher. She was so nice, and it was Mark. And so I switched over. I repeated guitar one rep to take Mark. I would have been so f much further ahead right now. Yeah. If I... <laughs> but it was one of the best things I did. And I remember, you know, change is scary sometimes for me. And I'm like, switch nights? 
like, how would I do that? And I, I had nothing else going on, so I, I did, and um, thank goodness I did. So it was just a, a lucky, lucky thing. Yeah, so let's do another song, and then we'll, we'll regroup and, and talk some more about folk music stuff. We're doing Red Rocking Chair. And this is a, a, a song that's always meant so very much to us, and we learned this. And the nice thing about folk music, now I know what folk music is. It's, it's music, it's people, and um, it's not, uh, I get, you know, when people will ask, what kind of music you play, and I'll say, well... It's a variety. It's traditional. It's folk music, and you know, there's that quote that Big Bill and so many other people I have heard say, uh, you know, all music is folk music because it's people making the music. And um, this is one of those tunes that we learned by listening to the stories and learning the history. And so it's we listened to Mark talk about this teacher named Fleming Brown, and then he gave us the record of Fleming Brown, and and because we don't have the ability to replicate Fleming Brown, we made it our own, and which is neat, you know. Um, so it, it goes I through little I think I learned changes. this in a booth right up there. This, this one changed. <laughs> this one changed yeah. all the time. Yeah. Over the it could change tonight. You yeah. never know. It's one that you chase. There are those songs that you. They're changing. But it's it's always been a special song. So.
Ending change to that. That's what the there change. was a change. Yeah, whole yeah. big tweak there. <laughs> well, you guys talked about Fleming Brown, and you know, at a certain point, you guys went from being students into now you're important people who carry on this tradition. <laughs> no, you're an important part of the school. That people who come I into the school, yep. they hear you. You guys, you play out in the in the lobby. You're you got your shows at the graft and you're kind of kept passing that flame on how how did how did you go from one place to the to the next you know where where did you kind of gain that um bit of background and to be able to do that you know i i like to believe that people were and i do believe that people were just very very kind to us and um took care and and I think that's what we try to maintain and do for our students and our friends, too. We were given so many fine chances at performing or being a part of something. It didn't, it wasn't, for us, it was never about, I want, I want to get up there and do this and show you what I've got. It was more like, oh my gosh, we're asked to be a part of this special night or um, it, it was never so much about us. In fact, I think that's probably one of the most frightening things. I have a one of our former students, I asked her to be a part of one of our evenings, and she said, I'm just so scared to get up and play alone. And I said, yeah, and I was, you know, listening to her, and she said, do you do that? And I said, hell no, I don't do that. I, <laughs> we do it together. And, but, um, but my point being, you know, we made this transition, but it's continual. I don't feel like, oh, aren't we in this better place we're just maybe a few years ahead and a few steps ahead than some and, and we're behind others but people have been so nice and gracious to us and I think that's the whole idea is that that's what you do and you um, it's about keeping that going and so now that we're teachers too and that was a huge honor and a, a very humbling thing I could honestly say I think for all three of us that that's a real responsibility and you want to make that about bringing people making people sound good together and making them make music with each other with us too we're part of that so and how I, we were chatting a little beforehand about how you guys went from being hangers outers to being teachers how did how did that happen well, <laughs> it was funny when we got asked, you know, Mark had always pushed us forward, you know, you guys should teach, you should teach. And it was always like, yeah, 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 we'll get on, we'll get to that, you know, maybe someday. And then we'd sat in that hallway for a year, 10 years. And then at some <laughs> point, Mike Miles said, you know, some people apply for job, jobs here and they apply to be a teacher and they send in resumes and some people are just homesteaders. And we were like, that's us. <laughs> we are like, that's how we get in. So that's how we got to be. Yeah, we I, got uh, asked. I said no. Jimmy said, you know, he was, 
Jimmy Tomasello was such a good guy, and and he I didn't know what the hell he was saying to me, and he it was pretty much like, well, you should you're here, you you and Peggy should start teaching here, you should teach together, and I remember thinking, no, thank you, no, and and I was so nervous about that, and uh, I thought, what what would we do, and. And I thought that was a, a wonderful way to begin that transition to, to teach together, too. And, and it, there's so much safety in that. And uh, we learn constantly. You know, I mean, every single week I learn something. I learn about how to deal with people, how people deal with me, how to get someone to do this on their instrument, how to sing, how to feel safe. And, you know, it's not like, let me show. I feel like I get more every, every time I show somebody anything. So it was a, a beautiful transition, and then and Louis got hired to teach in the fiddle program right around that same time, and um, yeah, I backed into that because <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting in a Maria's class because Mark asked us to teach at the church. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I had to learn how to teach. So I sat in Maria McCullough's class, uh -huh. and when she wasn't there, I would substitute for her, uh -huh. and eventually that. You filled so, out a somehow, yeah, yeah, somehow that got me hired. Yeah. Those are the, that's kind of a nice way to begin, though. Mm -hmm. yeah. Pe Peggy, I haven't heard you use the word safe as much. Are you the adventurous <laughs> one? Are you the... Yes. Are you the, yeah. the <laughs> yes. Can like I answer this for things. Peggy, Dan? <laughs> yes. I would still be in guitar forever right now. Fine. I would just be coming to class on one night a week. And Peggy, I think 99.8% of the things, well, she, yeah, well, there's been a few things, <laughs> says, I think we should do this. I always say, no. <laughs> no. And most times she's so right. And, and she does, she is the adventurous one. And um, no. I, 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 I'm very thankful for Who else for am that. I going to do this stuff with, though? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... I'll get moral. <laughs> Tonight, Louie actually Louis. said, I'm saying things, because we were trying to tell him about one of the songs we were going to make him play tonight, and he said, words are coming out of my mouth. Do you see that? But it's like you don't hear me. And, and we were like, what? Well, it's okay. It's, yeah. We know what's best for you. <laughs> Well, and I know one of the things is then you guys have not only been playing other people's songs, you've also been writing your own songs. How, how did that get started? Uh, uh, Bill Bricky used to run this um, songwriting showcase at the Elastic Arts Center in, uh, it was on Milwaukee Avenue, I think. And um, he came up to us and said, I'm going to book you for, uh, for one of the slots. And I, I said, we don't write music. And he said, you got three weeks or like three months. And, and, I, and it was one of those where he was gone. And I was like, no, no. And uh, well, we did. And it was a good, like, that was a little kick in the ass I think we needed to kind of push us a little bit and, and almost give you permission because that seemed like a whole other world. And we... That night, it was the Sons of the Never Wrong, Mike Miles, me, and Peggy. And those folks were so kind to us. And, I mean, my, my voice was shaking the whole time. Remember, we had our friend Simon play bass on the... 
just to keep us <laughs> rhythm and everything was in you know f sharp and that poor kid he was like all right all right and, uh but it was we've learned a lot from that and i i still to this day would thank him for that that little push that was safe that was, <laughs> that was, that safe. was safe that was safe you want to play one of the, the songs you've you've written? Sure. We sure. Let's do Juniper. Okay. This is one. Um, speaking of weird, keys. speaking of weird, yeah, this is one that Peggy wrote, and it's one of my favorite songs. Peggy's a great writer, and um, I love when I hear her her songs, and I love when we get to work on them together. And this is one that just always stuck out and and it has it, this thing has some different form formats too we played it with um two of our friends that live down in tennessee and our friend gracie came up with a harmony part to this which we make louis play now which i will hum to him in a minute to show him i always would say like da 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 <laughs> and uh but it's neat because it's different, it, and it sounds different when it's the three of us versus when it's uh, us with our, our Tennessee buddies. So, but it's that's what I think it makes a great song. It's it, it just it can it's, it withstands all of that. And I think Dixie named this. Is this one she named? No, she named. Oh yes, she did. Yeah, she names a lot of her songs. This called Juniper Tree. You know your part. One, two, three, four.
That's really beautiful. Now, when you know, one of the things you've got uh, Louis' awesome accompaniment, and then you also have the these harmonies that you guys have very beautiful harmonies. How do you, how do you work those out? How does how does that happen? We don't really. Is that <laughs> they're, they're um, uh, and I don't mean it like oh, it's so natural. It's it's not. I think it's so hard and and to sit when we work on things, uh, when we work sometimes we played with Mark a few, maybe it was last May, and we sat and we worked out three harmony parts. I think that's the hardest thing in the world to do. I can't hear it. I don't know what the heck I'm supposed to sing, and most times I'm jumping between Peggy, Mark, me, you know, and um, I, Peggy and I have, they're interesting harmonies has been one of the descriptions, <laughs> and I understand that because I, I, I don't know. I, there's times we're on the same parts, and there's times... It's safe. I always feel safe. I can try safe again. Yeah. This I must be a very scared person. Safe. This is really what it comes down to. <laughs> I really got to get out there. I really got to take some chances. There is safety in numbers. I really is. Dude, I had no idea. But uh, it, it's, it's fun, too. You know, it's fun to sing with Peggy. And... It's, it's something about when the two of you are together, it just kind of, you each have your instincts fit together in a certain way, or what is it? I don't know. Yeah. It's also repetition. Repetition's part of it, for sure, but it is, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to answer that. It, mm-hmm. There's other times, I think there's some people you, you feel very comfy with. Not safe, but it's comfortable. <laughs> you and don't want to use the word safe anymore. <laughs> I'm just saying that again. But, uh, yet I do think it's important to, to, to push like, you know, here you find your part uh-huh. and you stay on that. That's yeah. that's hard. <laughs> and we make our students do it, but I don't like someone to make <laughs> me do it. So now you, you still have a lot to work on next Monday, I'll tell you that right now. I But I don't know. I. And how about, Louie, how do you find where where you fit in? How does that come about? <laughs> I don't think I have a plan. <laughs> yeah, I try to stay out of the way. <laughs> Trying to add something without getting in the way. That's my basic philosophy. So, I mean, do you guys ever, you, you know, let's try a new song? and I, Wait, wait, you're, you're doing that wrong? Or is it a very kind of nurturing? I mean, I'm sure it's nurturing, but how does it work when you guys are working together? Yeah. Do you have ideas for each other, too? or Sometimes. Each, yeah. yeah. Occasionally, Morrow will suggest, like, a fiddle part that sounds like Charlie Brown's parents. Wow. <laughs> you really do? Yeah. <laughs> I don't do well with that. <laughs> I get a lot of this. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what's nice? Um, we do do that. You know, like Peggy will bring a song and say, you know, this is what I've written. And we, like, there was one pretty recently that Louis came up with the ending. And it, it changed the whole thing. It was yeah. nice. And um, well, like you, try to think about, you think about, like, we're, you know, like, what the song's about, and who should sing when, uh, or, you know, yeah. or, you know, one of us sings, and then the harmony comes in here. Like, just what the song means. Like, yeah, you just yeah. kind of feel, feel it. And where does the instrumental part... We do, and, and yeah. I, I think especially, like, I'll, I'll find a song that I love, and I want to make it ours, so it's not just 
like we're repeating somebody's song and it's fun to bring it in when neither Peggy or or Louie know the song and so they just hear me here's my rough draft of right. it now and then we we They're make it we build it together right and it's and I like yeah. doing that that's I think that's fun so and more you've also you've also written some songs as well a few right? songs a, few, a songs. few songs yeah and and I know one of them is written on that piece of paper down it there is. on the floor oh I'm so glad cuz I just tuned right up to it okay. that's a good what prompt. a coincidence Yep, this is this one. This is one more wrote, and we we recorded with our, our friends down in Tennessee, and it changed this song too, actually, and we've changed it since. But this was we we ended up calling the record. I don't think it's the title of your song, but no. it, the title of the record is "Bushel and a Peck," but it came from this song. It's a beautiful. Which song. is lifted right out of another song, so I I must it, give that credit. It is the folk tradition. But um, when I was a kid. Um, my grandmother's name was Eileen, and everyone called her Lila, and she came from a very musical family. They got kicked out of apartments in the city after her dad died, and they had to, they had to move. You know, they played piano, ukulele, fiddle, and she always uh, was singing. And I remember this song, and even after she died, I would hear this refrain, and I thought she wrote this. I thought she wrote the words, bushel in a peck and a hug around the neck. Oh, you make my life a wreck. A wreck of happiness about you. And I thought, I know what I'm going to Hey, Bill Bricky, I know what my first song is going to be. So I took that line and, and put other things in it. And so this is what that is. So. Whisper in my They'll be mine Well, I love you truly For all time Take my hand Walk with
So, Louie, how about you? Do you have you done any any songwriting? I know you have. Uh, I I have not. You have not. You guys haven't forced them to write a song yet. You haven't. I think that was Kiss or some band where they made that one person who hadn't written a song yet had to write a song. I'm gonna call Dan. No. Come on. You know what's fun? Everyone kind of catches on to that whole like, come on, Lou, come Louie, on. come on. Impromptu, you, you've got two minutes to make a song. How about that? How about that Irish one-year-old? This podcast is taking an ugly turn. <laughs> this is your life. Your mom and dad are coming in right now. Right. Barbara, Alan. Well, but I know you have been working on some Irish Irish tunes. Oh. Is something you've been doing. That that I no knew. no. I yes, knew. he has. I, I know, but I'm an ongoing I don't know where you heard to, that from. Uh, to have you do some Irish songs. It's pre-existing conspiracy. Louis plays Irish fiddle, and he also plays in the Irish ensemble, and he loves this music. And it, it's a whole different rhythm, and it's a whole different way of playing, and it's hard for us. Mm-hmm. So, Lou, we are stretching ourselves to make you feel. But, <laughs> but <laughs> we're. I'm to, <laughs> You're but stretching the, the yourself real, to stretch. The real him, thing yeah. is, I think it's important uh-huh. that you hear that part of Louie. Because often, it, it is just that it, it's, they're different rhythms. It's, right. it's hard. And one day when I learn the Bauron, yeah. think of how our lives will change. <laughs> but until then, we'll work on our, our slip guys, jig you, rhythm. You right? guys are retuning for him, I see, right? So, oh, yeah. I'm, just I'm making t- sure. Making sure. thing about, um, I, I don't know if you want to tell it, Lou, but the... He's going to play just a little part of, in the beginning of, to start off this song, this tune, excuse me. And he's in class with Ted Johnson, who was one of the first teachers right. at the school here, too. And Ted is 80-something, right. 83 yeah. or something. And he started taking fiddle, you know, a couple years ago. <laughs> and, and, he's in a, and now wow. he's written a song. He's written wow. a couple of songs. And I don't know if it's a You'll explain what the song is. Yeah, it's a slip jig, and, slip he, jig. and he calls it a slip on the ice, which is very appropriate today. Uh-huh. Very appropriate, yeah. Yeah. But then he's gonna go into another song. A yeah. thick for a tune. kiss, is that right? Yeah. So wait, this is this is Ted Johnson's song. The, the first one the first is one, Ted's tune. Ted's tune. Uh, we'll uh-huh. just go through that once, and, uh, <laughs> and then and what's, I don't want to play alone for that long. Mm-hmm. And then what's and after that? Then we'll play a thick for a kiss, which is also a slip jig. Okay. Sounds good to me. I was so hoping to get out of this. No, you're stuck. <laughs> you're stuck. We're going around and your turn.
Sehr gut. No, Lou's a great player. So, um, and another thing I'd like to talk about is you guys have been playing here at the Grafton for quite a while. We couldn't, we couldn't put a number on it. It sounded like eight, eight well, years or so. Ten years. Ten this years. Is, it'll be ten years. Ten? This we started in May of 2007. Okay. No, 2008. I'm sorry. No, 2007. <laughs> I'm going back and forth. I know for a fact. I know for a fact. I keep journals. It was a journal. certain point in the past. <laughs> so it'll be, yeah. This is 2017. And, you know, I think a lot of people here in the audience have, have been here on those nights, but if somebody's listening to this on the radio or on the podcast, kind of what happens, it's a nice, it's a nice community that mm -hmm. I think you guys have going here. Uh -huh. um, it's part of the Folk Tuesday series yes. at the at the Grafton, and it has changed. Now it has the name Good Time Tonight series, and our, we're on the fourth Tuesdays of every month, and it switches. Last month we had our holiday show, we call it, and we had different students and friends play, and we played a little bit. Next month we have Mike Austin and James Conway, right? Is it come yeah. playing? Uh, it'll be an Irish night. There'll be some slip jigs, you know. And so the fun thing about that is, well, it's so many, not just two full, but we get to, to play, but we get to invite people to play that we want to hear <laughs> and, and enjoy being around. And, and sometimes we get to play with, with uh, folks, too, which I, I love that. So each month it's different, and it depends. So uh, it was a great, a great privilege to be a part of, of that and to you know, to be given that night. The Grafton has always been very good to the Old Town School community as far as welcoming us in here and letting us have a place and uh, taking care of, of us. So I feel like that's great. And uh, if people who are, are interested in taking your classes, what can someone expect in the classes that uh, you guys have been teaching? Um, well, they you could guys should have a ready-made answer for this. I shouldn't be throwing you off on this I think one. they could expect to feel welcomed and safe and, safe and comfortable. But it, it is a very comfortable... We have people in our class. Peg and I teach a, an ensemble class on Monday evenings, and the prerequisite is that you're comfortable changing chords. Now, we have a variety of... Well, because we, we've had folks in there, and it's, it takes too much time to show someone, here's a D chord, here's an A... You, so we, we want that, but we have folks that have played for 40 years and some that have played for two years. And so how do you get us playing and singing together without compromising or pushing somebody so far out of their comfort zone? And I think it's a neat thing to watch because everybody really has something to contribute in that situation. And there are some people that are always the singer. You know, you can tell, like, they come up and... And maybe they don't want to sing. They want to play, work on their guitar or their banjo. And so I, I think it's fun to watch people have this space where they do feel comfortable. And, and it's not clickish feeling. I think everybody comes in there and feels welcomed. I hope so. It, it sure looks that way. And if not, you give me their names. <laughs> I will get them. But it's fun. And people come and go. And it's been going on for 10 years. And, and I just... I, and every week it's different because someone's absent or someone's visiting or someone has come back and the chemistry changes and I think that's so cool because it's not about us, it's about the music that is being made that night. So 
I think they could expect to be pushed um, a little bit and also, you know, it's fun. Like, isn't it, shouldn't this be fun? We just were talking about that. Like, that, what you work on should have joy in it. And I, I think it does. I hope it does. That's what I, if it ever doesn't, and I talk think to the Peggy other thing, <laughs> right. And I think the other thing, I teach a class on Thursday nights too, and it's, you know, it's the same thing. It's ensemble and it's ensemble work. And I, I love in celebrating tradition too that we bring in the history too of the songs too. And we'll enter, and we get to talk about the founders of our school and we get to talk about, you know, how we learned and, 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 and the whole history behind, uh, behind the songs. And that's, that's a lot what I bring in on Thursdays yeah. too. So that's what you can expect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, thank thank you so much for for you know let let me pick your brains a little bit oh, and you yeah. guys you. and and for all the stuff you've done for the school <laughs> and for folk music. Thank you for asking us yeah. and thank you for having thanks for coming out and yeah. listening. Yeah. We appreciate that. And uh, we, we'll be we'll be here next uh, next month, the second Tuesday of next month, and with some guests to be announced and then on in March we'll have Andrew Cohen who's actually coming from Memphis he's a really great uh, blues uh, acoustic blues guitar player is very knowledgeable and in the music so that would be a fun one and then after that we've got uh, Mike Alberts will be doing Mike's Last Stand I believe in April and um, and keep on coming for for the folk this uh, folk nights with Mark Dvorak and folk club is folk next club. Tuesday and and also for the nights with the bubs so guys i think maybe about two or three more songs or sure. whatever you like and All right. just thank you so much for being here it's thank been a real you. pleasure thank talking you, with Dan. you thanks, thanks so thanks. much thanks, thanks for everybody thank thanks Gunner and jim for doing the sound thanks for that. dan thanks for having us can we do the last three and, and also please a hand for uh, gunner jebson and and jim jim i don't know your last name jim there, they would be. These are, we are very, very lucky to have wonderful engineers with all these awesome mics and this great setup. They do yeah, a really wonderful much. job. And you could go to live at thegrafton.com to hear some of our previous episodes. We have podcasts there, and we'll be on WLUW uh, in the future. I'll let you know on Facebook. You can check us out, Folk Tuesdays at the Grafton. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Well, when we were coming up, we had a meeting the other day, an official meeting the three of us did at a pub, which is good. And uh, But it was nice because we had to think about what, what songs mean something to us and, and what helped uh, shape us into the music that we play and the musicians that we are. And this is one that's it's, um, it's Buckeye Jim and... And we learned this from our friend Mark, and we learned it the first time to play at the Winstrocky birthday celebration, which was a huge to-do to be asked to, to play at the school uh, as part of that night. And, uh, and then we, we get to play it together, and we just played it. Um, did we play it in Atlanta? We didn't. We did. We did. Um, down at Frank Hamilton's new school. And uh, so there's a lot of tender thoughts with that. But so this is the Buckeye Jim song, which Mark learned from Winstrocky. 
We've just got 17 more songs in our set. Mm -hmm. The History of the Bubs. No, I'm just kidding. But we wanted to do this one. I do. Thanks for coming. Um, it's my little nephew. Look at that. He's growing up. Your my young nephew. My young nephew. I mean, my old nephew. Look, he's, we're almost the same age. It's, it's crazy. Um, but this is a, a fun one. This is one of the ones that we, I, I brought it in and we, we arranged it. And, and I it's got our own little sound to it, and it's by one of the greatest writers, I think, out there. By Bruce Springsteen. That's right. Ooh. It's called This Dancing in the Dark. Now, I'm just kidding. Them. <laughs> Jungle man. Jungle <laughs> <laughs>
with this one and you sing right along if you know it. It's a, which that's my joke. You'll get it. But this has been an important song to us, and um, so we wanted to go out with this one tonight. Thank you so much for coming out on this chilly, windy evening here, and uh, thank you, Dan and Gunner and Jim. One week from tonight is Folk Club. Two weeks from tonight is oh, the Good Time Tonight series. <laughs> but it'll it'll be uh, quite a treat. We've got Mike Austin and James Conway. It's Irish Irish night in the Grafton. We're getting back to our roots here. All right. This is always a fun song to sing when there's little children around. We played at the Shuba's brunch on Sunday, and there was always makes us blush a little bit. I don't think the children know what the heck we're singing about, but we get a little bit nervous about it.